I'm Sharna Bobi, and this is a series about the stories of art makers, curators, and influencers who inspire thoughtful perspectives on the world around us. I'm passionate about how arts can stimulate open-minded conversation, and I hope these episodes challenge you to see the world in new ways. Now, before we start, subscribe to us on iTunes and SoundCloud. And if you love this podcast, rate and leave a comment. Ketanai Valetwami is one of my favorite artists. Her bold colored paintings vary between portraits of family and nudes of the black body. She's inspired by Afropunk culture and she creates images by experimenting with photographs and digital collages to paint vivid artworks. Violet has most recently exhibited at Les Ateliers de Rennes, which is a biennial of contemporary art. She's also been part of the Talisman in the Age of Difference exhibition, which was curated by Yinka Shinibari. And she's also been shown at the National Gallery of Zimbabwe and the Zeitz Malka. I met with Violet in her studio at Gasworks, where she's currently preparing for a solo show, which will be in July 2019. Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of In Studio. Today I'm here with Kutanai Violet Wami. Did I say it right? You did it. Yes, you did it. <laughs> um, and we are in Vauxhall at Gasworks, mm-hmm. where uh, Violet is uh, working in the studio. Um, I'm really excited to finally <laughs> do this interview because um, I just adore um, I, I adore your work and um, the first time I saw your work I just I was just I just felt so much at home mm-hmm. um, and I'm such a big fan of women in the arts and women you know making this their space in, in this art world and so for so many reasons I just, I'm just really excited to to finally get to chat with you and learn about your story. Cool. Well, good. Thank you for coming. Yes. <laughs> Thank you for having me. <laughs> um, so, you know, in studio is just about the story of the stories of artists and you know people in the arts and how their own personal journey influences or you know their involvement as artists. Yeah. Um, and so I would really like to know you know more about where you grew up and you know um, how your general experiences have have. Uh, developed? Well, I grew up in Zimbabwe from the age of, like, from the day I was born until the age of nine. And then because of inflation and all the chaos that was happening in Zim, my family kind of had a sense that, okay, we need to move. And my dad did it first way before, I think when I was about four years old. And then my mom followed. So when I was nine years old, we moved to South Africa when my dad had settled. And that was working out. Uh, my mom then moved away from Cape Town mm-hmm. to to London to join her sisters, because also it wasn't that great in South Africa. Xenophobia and just it's just a difficult place to be if you're a foreigner. So we moved from for so me and my little brother and sister, um, my four siblings, because I have half siblings. But my full blooded siblings, we decided, not we decided, but my mom decided that we should come to the UK. And yeah, and I came here when I was 16. What was that like being here? Wait, did you come to London? No, I, I was in Manchester. Manchester. Mm. What was that like? 
arriving in Manchester. I didn't understand the accent. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but um, it was, it was, it was good. It was exciting. It's like the, op- the world opened up because somehow being in, being in England in in Africa they don't say you're in England they say you're in London so being in London <laughs> it's like okay you have reached the pinnacle like this is where opportunities are just there. And so that's what I did. I, I used up all the opportunities that were given to me. And how did you get into art? I couldn't get into high school when I arrived uh, because I was too old, apparently. And so they asked me, what do you like doing when I was searching for a place to study? And they said, I mean, I said, I like drawing because I used to draw manga and anime and then I was put into a BTEC art and design course and from then on I just had had great teachers and yeah that's how I got into art I didn't know about galleries and things like that beforehand wow yeah so when, when you were in Zimbabwe and South Africa, were you also making art? I was drawing for fun, but it wasn't something that I thought about aspiring to become, becoming an artist. It was, I didn't know what I was going to do. I, <laughs> I had no idea. I didn't think of it much until I got here. Uh, and you know, it became clear that, oh, I'm really talented in this, so I should pursue it more. And only until 2017, when I had a solo show, that's when I thought, okay, really? <laughs> this is great, I should continue. Wow, so you just <laughs> went into art because you liked it and you... Yeah, yeah. Wow. And there was no... There was no pressure or to figure it out or to decide. Because you know sometimes growing up, you think, okay, I want to be an accountant. I want to be, or I have to you know, be something. There wasn't, there, there wasn't any such expectation of you? No, because I've always been, I mean, I was an emo when I was six. <laughs> so my family has always thought I was weird. Yeah. I, had, I was not really good at grades. I, I wasn't good at, my mom tried to put me in a private school when I was, I think, six, to go in a primary school, like a private primary school. Couldn't get in because I just had bad grades. <laughs> so I don't know. I I don't think my mom is really happy that I found something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's amazing. So when you're painting, what what what's going through your mind as you're making these paintings? Who are these people that you are depicting in your paintings? I'm not. Well, I, I start off from making collages, and it's at random. I could be on the train. I could be in my in my room, be watching something and also just making these collages on my tablet. And I mean, the, the people that come, that are in the most recent paintings, the people that are in the paintings are family members. But in the past I've used uh, images from pornography, uh, like the nude body. So I'm really shy and I just couldn't find it in myself to 
go out and ask someone to post nude for me. And uh, and I also find like like the nude body to be it's an intimate. I find that I, I would want to experience the body in that way in an intimate situation. <laughs> so so I yeah I just got the images from pornography and I scouted through Tumblr. I used to be okay. a Tumblr head. I, I used to be on Tumblr too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And Tumblr has its, it can be a community of people who just are interested in different things. Yeah. And you can be in a little bit of a bubble on Tumblr. Exactly, yeah, yeah. So I used to like find a lot of images on Tumblr. I still go there now and then. But not as much. It's, it gets, like you said, it's a bubble. You get stuck in there. Yeah. Okay. What about the mediums? Um, what kind of other materials? Did you have you been exploring, and and why did you choose to use painting? I chose painting. I don't think it was a choice. It was more of. I arrived at that beta course in Manchester College, and the thing that I, I mean, I was into two D. I was creating two D images beforehand, like just sketching. And so the next step was painting. And I think as more the more I evolve, it'll be it'll become other things. Right now I'm interested in video. Okay. So yeah, it's, it's I'm just I'm, I'm evolving. So I don't think I'm stuck in painting, but at the moment it's the best way to sort of say what I want to say. And materials was oils and I've always used I've always thought oils were easier to use than acrylics. Acrylics are, yeah, just dry too easily. They, anyway, I think people know <laughs> what acrylics are like. Yeah, we were just talking about materials um, and the materials that you've explored as well. Um, I guess one of I, I wanted to know also a bit more about um, culturally your experience culturally. Um, mm. How has that uh, affected you as a person living from coming from Zimbabwe, South Africa, and now in the UK? How do you identify yourself, and how does that come through to your work? Well, I don't. I don't have an issue with the word identifying mm -hmm. because I mean, at first glance, people just assume that okay, you are. A woman, you're a black woman, um, which is which is exactly true. It's exactly what I am. Um, by identifying, I don't. I wouldn't use the word identify. How I identify? I'd say the way I see the world is it's open and it's small because I've traveled. I mean, I've moved from. One country to the other, culturally, it's confusing because you don't really. I mean, the the main three stages of one's life, mm -hmm. like from being a, a toddler until the age of nine, then you're almost entering your preteen, mm -hmm. and then having your teens, like your most important, the most important part of your teenagehood. In South Africa, where sexuality is growing, mm -hmm. 
you're learning about the world. And then moving here, almost being an adult. Yeah, it's it's confusing because you you've learned different things at different stages. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I might be I might be I might not be following your question right now. <laughs> no, it's okay. I mean, I guess in my experience as well, like I was born in Ghana, um, moved to Canada when I was ten. Yeah. Lived in Canada for a long time and then when I was entering university my family moved to the UK mm. uh, and then I, I came after I finished university so for me I found that um, sometimes people used to have put their expectations up on me so when I moved to Canada I my difference was being African so I felt that I was African yeah and I was Ghanaian and I knew that that was what made me different, mm. and I was a black like woman visibly, um, and so when I walk into a room where I am the only person that looks like me, and I'm from Ghana, I felt that was a point of difference. And then coming to the UK, it became more complicated because I had also changed because of Canada, mm. and I was also Ghanaian. Mm. Um, and then even when I spent time back in Ghana or even Nigeria. I'm also different because I spent time in Canada and the UK. Exactly. In Nigeria, I'm Ghanaian, but I'm also so it's just like you can't you can't put it's like this. it's like that quote. I forgot the name of the person who wrote this quote, but it was going around Instagram at some point. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's, it's, it's goes, it goes. It sounds like at home you feel like you you don't you don't belong at home, but you don't belong in a foreign land either. So you're kind of like in limbo. Yeah. And you have to create your identity within yourself. Mm-hmm. It's basically, you just have to look out and pick up the things that you mm-hmm. want. Whereas if I was stuck in one culture, I think I will just eat up that culture and become that. So I think it's good that... It's good. It makes you open-minded. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. good that we... It sucks because of... <laughs> it's complicated. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 But it's good that we're able to be here and, and, and be free to like explore ideas, I guess. Do you find that your art allows you to be more of yourself? Yes and no. No, because the expectations of a black artist are very complex as well. Mm-hmm. I think when you, when you put your work out there in the world, there are questions that will come at you which are, okay, you're a Zimbabwean artist. Does this work by any means mean? Uh, is it speaking about displacement? Is it speaking about um, white supremacy? What exactly are you trying to say? And most, some of the things I'm trying to say are uh, more nuanced than that. You know, I'm trying. I don't know. Personally, I'm trying to enter like this spiritual journey thing, and so it's difficult to speak about those things when they are pressing issues that mm-hmm. are happening right now. Mm-hmm. Black Lives Matter. Um, yeah, a lot of things are unraveling. Me Too movement, so you, you know, you have to sort of like, there's the pressure, so you have to speak about those things that are now in the media. <clears throat> and so it's difficult. 
I don't think I'm 100% free to just start speaking about Buddhism or whatever. Yeah. Well, why not though? It's your art. It's true, but... It's your voice. I feel that there has been this thing that as an artist you have personal responsibility. As a black artist actually, not, not just any artist, but as specifically for black artists. Nina Simone said it. Um, a couple of people said it. A couple of writers that are prominent uh, speak about our struggles as a collective. And so you kind of feel like you're not doing the work if you're going to start speaking about things that are. And if you start wanting to enter the happy topics. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but a happiness is part of who we are too, right? That's true. That's true. I mean, I'm trying that with sort of going towards the celebratory culture of being black. Yeah. But not just being black, but being human. Yeah. I'm trying that. It's difficult, I guess. It's something that I think about a lot. Are there who are there artists or creatives or writers or philosophers who whose ideas you appreciate or value or who inspire you? Artists I'd say visually when I look at work it's mostly what I if it looks amazing then I like it. It doesn't have to do with the theory or what they were trying to say. Uh, it has to be people like Rauschenberg. Lynette, uh, I might not pronounce her name. Lynette Yadum, Yadum Boache. <laughs> oh, no. I can only say that because I'm Ghanaian, so I know okay. it's supposed to sound like Yadum, Yadum Boache. Yadum Boache. Yeah. Maybe okay. she pronounces it differently because, I mean, you know, being in the UK as well, people kind of change their pronunciations of different names. Oh, yeah. So in Ghana, my last name you say obuobi yeah but here i just say obuobi just keep it simple so yeah i mean maybe but that's how you know a typical but why we should totally like just keep to the you know yeah because i see people struggle (laughs) and i'm just uh, i don't want to go through that so i just why i go by violet because i'm just like why do we do that my name (laughs) they are like i used to i was in south africa and this lady used to call my my technology teacher used to call me kudzani she just cut half of the name up (laughs) It's like, it's Kudzana, you know. But anyway. Um, yeah, so, especially because of, like, the work that she was, the, when I first saw her paintings mm-hmm. of black bodies, but they're not necessarily overly political. They're, they're subtle. Mm-hmm. The politics is very subtle. I love that. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God, I want to fucking do that. Yeah. <laughs> so she has been an inspiration. Um there's also um, Henry Taylor, um, Henry Taylor, and Carrie James Marshall, Takashi Murakami because I used to be into manga and Takashi Murakami. Um, philosophers Carl Jung. Because I'm interested in like this spiritual stuff, and uh, most recently, I've also because of because I was looking into Carl Jung, I've accidentally just dropped into this guy called Jordan Peterson. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know him. I don't. He's Canadian. 
Oh really? Then yeah. I should know. Yeah, but he's not famous. He's not. He's not. Um, he's infamous. <laughs> <laughs> he saved the world. Famous. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. So I've been looking at those guys and mm-hmm. just trying to understand both sides of the coin. I guess not. Not trying to, especially with Jordan Peterson, because some of the stuff that he says are controversial. And then there are some parts when he's speaking, let's say, about explaining the, about explaining the Bible, for example. I find that intriguing, and I've never been interested in the Bible until I started listening to his Bible Bible teachings or whatever. Thank you for having me in your studio. Mm-hmm. I'm really happy to be here, and uh, thank you for sharing your story with me. I think it's probably the beginning, right? We'll, yeah. probably, we'll talk again. Maybe I'll check back in with you in a few months or something. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I'm excited for you. I'm excited for the work that you're making. And I look forward to your next projects. Is there anything you can share about what you're working on next? Or is it all a secret? I'm working on a monochrome series. Monochrome. That's what I'll say. Okay. <laughs> okay. And I have a solo show uh, in July next year. Okay. 2019, July. Here at Gasworks. Nice. So okay. that will involve a lot of experimental stuff, mm-hmm. video, performance, and paintings. Paintings. Super. I'm, I look forward to it. <laughs> Thank you for being on this podcast. Thank you. I'm Sharna Bilby, and you've been listening to In Studio, the podcast. If you loved this episode, remember to leave us a comment and tell us how you liked it. If you haven't already, make sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts and SoundCloud. We've got some wonderful treats over at InStudio with SO for gifts or for purchase, including our official t-shirts, iPhone cases, and posters, as well as original blog posts you'll only find on our website. If you'd like to find us on social media, we're on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at InStudio with SO. Join me next week for another episode of In Studio with Sharon Thank you for listening.